Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's an exciting opportunity for us to now um, sort of set off in a new direction, um, play football and create an environment that uh, embodies the values and traditions of this fantastic football club. Benton Through for Pedro Toro. And he smashed it in! Oh, that's a great stop from Vicario. And Kulosevsky rolls it in! Lascelles are freshly introduced and scoring! Now skip! Pechaco Romero. He is flying in again and wins it. Great work from Romero. Could this be a chance for Sonoma? That is quite something from James Madison. Hello and welcome to the last word on Spurs. We do hope you're keeping very, very safe and well. Thank you so much for joining us as we build up to the big derby weekend upon us. Yes. It is that time they're going to last one on Spurs. There are some nerves, there are excitement, there's anxiousness in amongst viewers, listeners, and of course our wonderful guests that we've got on joining us for this show. A man also stepping in enemy territory, not for the first time this evening. Delighted to have him back on this show. Joining me on this esteemed panel, I'm delighted to have him back alongside me. Jason McGovern is back. Jace, back on for what is a big, big North London derby the weekend. You've been, again, seen of many, watched many, been at many. Are you feeling ahead of this? North London Derby to come. It's the North v South London Derby, Rick. Never forget okay. that, mate. <laughs> we're not playing Barney and we're not playing, you know, anyone like that. We're playing the South London team. Right, there you go. I must, again, corrected from number one there. Just Jason to correct me from number one. Uh, delighted to have back alongside me, Jason. I've got wonderful Christina Zanders back on last one on Spurs. Chris, how are you? Well? All good, all good. I also just want to introduce another person here. Delhi, I'm going to call him right here. <laughs> Uh, stole him off a fan from the United game. So whoever that was, thanks, mate, as Andrew would say. But yeah, um, Delhi, as he was a great uh, goal scorer against Arsenal a few games, that's probably the cringiest thing I've ever done there. But there you go. So I thought I'd get him on. There you go. <laughs> well, why not? I, do, I think they're selling out right now. For those that are listening on audio, uh, Christina Sharon is there proudly a kangaroo inflatable. I think they now you can't get them in stock. The angible factor clearly shining through, right? It's, it's they've got mental on Amazon, I think. Yeah, mm. they've got like over a hundred people each week, like looking at them or something. 
There yeah. you go. <laughs> One man I can tell you most certainly that is not buying that or anything else merchandise Spurs-wise. But a man, I've got to say, you know, when we say we're going to bring an Arsenal fan onto last one on Spurs, um, that is normally shut down with an absolute, that can't be happening, that should not happen, that can't happen, that should not be allowed. But when I say it's Lee Judges coming on, there's an almost, okay, we can accept Lee Judges coming on last one on Spurs. A man, I've got to say that an Arsenal fan, that many feel he's very, very honest, he tells it as it is. And look, I think I say I've struck up a good friendship with this man over the last couple of years, even though he's Arsenal and Jason will kill me for saying that. We've got the wonderful Lee Judges back. Lee, it's only twice a season, mate, so we have to make the most of it. How are you, my friend? You well? Yeah, thanks very much for having us on. Delighted to be on, of course. Like, you know, <laughs> really, like, delighted, like, you know. Can you imagine that then? Them sort of kangaroos been on the shelf back in the day. I can't see that. I couldn't have seen that. Like, you know. Can, can but, you give us one come. more of those? He's done it again, that Harry Kane. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, what Bayern Munich's Harry Kane? You can't beat him, can you? Like, oh that, my like, god. Can. I just, I was, uh, there might be a counter on the show every time Lee mentions that. I've got to say, we've obviously the last few weeks, we've tried to steer away of saying the guy's name. And for Lee coming back on first, maybe twice of the season, how many times will he rack up that bingo card of calling him by that name? We shall see. Lee, thank you so much. Lee, let's just ask you quickly, feeling so far on the season for you as a, as a fan and in, an outsider looking at Arsenal, have things got going yet from your perspective? Do you, do you know what? Like, I've, um, I've been a little bit not been. I've been a little bit concerned. We've got the results, but I don't think we've been playing really that well. Like you know, um, played you know, dominating the game, but like at Everton, but we didn't really like get a load of chances and everything like that. Uh, but we needed that game yesterday, like you know, um, a Champions League game. Like we needed that, like you know. So uh, uh, and, and I, I listen. I you know, as probably a few of you guys know, my brothers are Spurs. Um, fan and everything like that and, and he was over last week and um he was confident he was sort of saying all oh, right and we might get something against you like blah 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 uh you ain't playing that well you ain't playing that well and then all of a sudden he said oh oh you look good last night didn't you like you know so uh so yeah so i think we need that one a little bit like a couple of my uh i wouldn't say spurs mates but um people that i know have, have sort of like gone oh like you know we didn't want it we didn't want that we might have uh got you at the wrong time but listen it's it's a north london derby i'll say that a north london derby like you know so uh um and anything can happen in um in these games and that's why i've always um always be a little bit cautious about it uh from that point of view but listen i always, I always say this we're at home i think that's a big advantage in these games so uh you know i'm a lot more confident when we're playing at home than we are away how can you be at home when your home's 13 miles away from where you're playing it <laughs> it's going to be a long show this one you can tell let's get a Woolwich Ferry home you know he's not <laughs> that Woolwich Ferry never worked for about 115 years it never worked like you know what I mean and Ricky I, we might as well leave him to it <laughs> and let's, let's, let's be really honest like you know Tottenham's in Middlesex so we won't go too far <laughs> Middlesex moved Tottenham didn't <laughs> It must be bad, like, you know what I mean? That we come over from the south and took over the north. That's bad, isn't it? Like, you know what I mean? So. <laughs> it could be a long show. We're going to come back to Arsenal and Spurs very, very shortly. Got a bit of club news that I must just quickly fill in if I can. Uh, Scott Munnifish, started work for Tottenham. That is, of course, on this Thursday. Um, he was obviously originally delayed due to that prolonged from the CFG. Um, we've had some news today, of course, alongside of that. Spurs is, he was chief scout in Gabardini. He has now departed the football club. 
Um, look, it's going to be all changed. It's something you do feel now. Paratigi also looks like he'll be departing the club very, very soon. Of course, he was working on a consultancy basis. Jess, I'm going to bring you back in to club news very, very quickly. Um, making the, what, what do you make of that? The fact that we've seen the Chief Scout depart. We've seen, obviously, Scott Munn start today. And there's an appointment in the near future imminent for a new sporting director. Thoughts on that? Let's just see. Let's just see when it happens, mate. Um, mm. I think we all knew that the Paratici thing would leave. I think, you know, some of the signings that Paratici's made have, have looked good so far, haven't they? So I think most people would have kind of wished he was was a staying on. But um, <laughs> depend, depends if he's behind bars or not, doesn't it? Let's be honest. <laughs> just don't know with Paratici. But uh, let's let's see who the new people are. I mean, Scott Munn, he was involved with that Manchester City group, but we all think that he probably had uh, had something to do with Ange getting the job and would have obviously pushed pushed quite hard. But there's so many things to settle off the pitch. Time will tell, Rick. It's let, let's see who that sporting director is. Let's see how closely he works with Paratici. I think more important is perhaps the, the Daniel Levy comments of the last few days of yep. realising his mistakes of, of win-now managers, but not really being a win-now club attitude, club culture, if you like. So, you know, if, if you can align yourself at all levels of the, the football club, and we were talking off screen to to Lee um, with the with the Cronkies, as unpopular as they were, they've, you know, the, the switch there really from Stan to Josh, he's aligned himself with the football club. And if you, you get all those tiers aligned, that's when you get your, your unified look and you, you start to, to move forward. But all the time you've got managers fighting with bald, fans fighting with bald. It, it's hard. It's it's hard. Lee's, Lee's lot have been there and, and we've yeah. had that over the last few seasons, haven't we? Let's be honest. Absolutely. There's now calling for the fact that me and Chris should go elsewhere and let you and Lee carry on. So these times can carry on, press the red button simply for more interactive content. I'll never talk to him again after tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bring you in, Chris, if I can. Uh, just to focus a little bit on this club news, like I say, we've got that news. Scott Munn officially starting the role for Tottenham. We've got that departure, as you know, from Gavanini now. And the fact for Tottenham now, as we stand, that there'll be this new sporting director coming in. It's weird because online that's mixed with, uh, again, with social media, as you know, lots of different interpretations and feelings on that. Some disappointed the fact that Gavanini's moved on because he has been at the heart of some of Spurs' Good signings over the course of the last 18 months, of course. Look, we've seen Romero coming to the football club and do fairly well. The summer business in terms of Mickey van der Ven. Uh, obviously, Vicario coming in, James Madison coming through the door as well. Um, Brennan Johnson, of course, on deadline day. What's your feelings on it, Chris? Is it early to tell? Or, again, do you think at the moment, got to wait to see how it pans out, as Jason mentions there? I mean, he's done a fantastic job at the end of the day, which is just why it's a bit gutting. Um, it was a bit, I was really shocked to just read it uh, today whilst I was at work because, you know, obviously we've all been hyped up with how Tottenham have been recently. And then this news comes in. So, you know, it's never a dull day being a Spurs fan, that's for sure. But of course, he has done an, an absolutely uh, remarkable job, in my opinion. Um, but like Jay said, we don't know what, you know, what's going to be happening in the future now. So we just got to see. I haven't really done much research into this Scott Munn guy. Like, I can't really have an opinion, um, if I'm honest. So, We've just got to wait and see. But yeah, it was just a bit shocked. And we don't really know the exact reasoning for it. I've heard mixed things on social media, like you said. Like, apparently he was um, somewhere in Italy. Supposedly there was, like, a job for him there. So I don't know what, what the actual reason for it was. But yeah, I'm sure we'll probably hear in the coming days. 
Okay, before I do turn our attention to Daniel Levy's part of what's happened in the last couple of days, uh, Lee, I have to ask you, it's gone fairly quiet on your side in terms of ownership. It feels like Josh Concrete to some degree has taken more of a control there in terms of what's happening <clears> in the club matters. Is that the case, Lee? Tell us how it is from your perspective, because there was obviously one point a couple of years ago where things were really, really fierce. That seems to have quietened down. I'm sure you'll tell me results are also a massive part in that fact. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking off air. Like results, have obviously, are, are important, and uh, of course, and uh, you know, like, and then you see some sort of vision. What you see also. Listen, I'll be really honest with you. Another one that uh, that really was a bugbear at the, the time when we was going through that. Tottenham were a better team than us. You know what I mean? And that 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 I don't care what anybody says. Like that that hurts as well. Like last season when Arsenal were going so well, you're having a bad time. It 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 makes it that little bit more bigger than what it probably actually is, you know, like, because you're thinking, right, I'm not having that, like, you know what I mean, that that, that, that they're bigger or bigger and better at that, that moment in time. And, um, you know, so, and then you'll get into a stage where you can't see anything happening, you know, like, and what, and what the the greatest thing the Cronkies have done, like, from, from that point of view, is you have a look at going back four, five, six seasons ago, you look at Arsenal and go, well, we haven't really got anybody we can sell. We ain't a player that we can think like, well, it ain't worth anything. Now you look at the Arsenal squad, you know, like it's it's worth over a billion. I, I heard them say the other day, you've got like players that you can potentially sell and whatever, like not that you that you want to, but there's assets there, like if you know what I mean. And all of a sudden you start building it from there. And one of the things it is with it, like I, I'll say it now, obviously like Spurs fans are not going to like Mikel Arteta. They've got the manager in with a vision and whatever, like, and I think that's what you guys have done now where I'm going to be really honest, like from the the last two managers, it's like they're doing you a favour to be at, be at Tottenham. Like, you know, this manager you've got now, he, he wants to be at the top. He wants to be at Tottenham. He wants to progress his career. He wants to make Tottenham the, the, the club that he thinks that they should be. And we all know they're a big club. And I, I think that, you know, is somewhere you, you've probably gone, been going down a road that you shouldn't have gone down. Now you've pulled back and going into another another route. And yeah, I think that that's 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 what it is. You know, you've got to be making right decisions off the off the off the pitch, which what we've we've done over the last few years. Sometimes brutal. Sometimes you know, when you look at the the Aubameyang thing, you think, oh well, maybe that ain't the great thing. I think Tottenham may have to do that with a couple of players, and probably have done. And then winning does help. I don't care what anybody says. Look at you know the feel good factor with you guys at the moment. Like you know, you know. Oh, it was doom and gloom at the beginning of the season. Got a few results. Got a manager in that's come in, and is I don't care what anybody says. Is um, very very good with the press. Very good, like you know, you could and and all of a sudden, Spurs fans can get on board with this manager, and 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 then start riding a wave, and and you know, hopefully it's not a big wave, but uh, you know, from from my point of view, but that's how that's how I see it, and I think that. Sometimes you have to rip it all up, Rick, and start again. And I think that's what Spurs are uh, looking to do. Yeah, you're going to have bumps in the road. I can tell you that now. We've had bumps. We're still, you're still going to get bumps in the road because it's yeah. football. It's football, yeah. like you know. So, um, but I, I do see Spurs in a better position than probably they were a couple of years ago. Even though I was panicking when you got Mourinho and and, 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 you, and you got uh, Conte. Conte. Yeah. But but once it starts, you get a couple of bad results, it spirals all out. I think if you lose, you know, like Sunday, you're, you're going to be gutted, but you're not going to f- lose your lose your 
lose your heads over it. You, you can see what's going on, like, and I, and I, and I think that um, under this manager and that, I think you'll be all right. So at the moment, Lee, from your perspective, owner-wise, happy? Nothing to really complain about from your side? You know what? Listen, you, you always want... Listen, we spent a lot of money this season. Did I... Did I, I, I I'd have said, like, I don't know, you guys feel, I feel you've had a good transfer window and all that. You always want a bit more. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says, you know what I mean? Like, I would have yeah. liked another forward and a midfield player and whatever. But some, you know, like, we are, whether you, whether you like it, Arsenal and Spurs, they are sort of similar in that, in the way that they go. They're not, they haven't got a cash cow that's going to chuck, chuck money at it and all that. And do you know what? Sometimes along the line, I think that's what proper clubs do, you know what I mean? And, and should be like, you know? So yeah. as much as I'd like to have, the Man City money at times and things like that. On the other hand, if, if say if Arsenal were, were to win the league last season or they go and win it this season, you look back on it and go, you know, that's how that's how, how it should have been done, and how, mm. and, and so that's what I'll, I'll get behind that. Uh, and and you know, Spurs will 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 go down the same route, like you know. So it, listen, Spurs' journey is going to be very interesting, like you know. So. Um, but you it. did chuck all the money at it to get promoted all those years ago because you never won promotion. Yes, yes, that is quite true. Yeah, I mean, we did FFP for what hundred years. We we did. Do you know at the expense of Tottenham as well? Like, ninety-three years of cheating on the FFP. Yeah, know. well, you know. So but there you go. Like, it's just one of those things. You know, what I mean, and we've never been relegated since. Like, you know. So um, and they talk about them still being a classy club. I mean, yeah. fraudsters for ninety-three years. Uh, you know, so. Jace, let me ask you if I can. Dad, you've got to leave. Will I come back in there and write a reply? No, 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 no. It's, 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 it's nice. I'll deny that, can I? Yeah, no, yeah, I, mean, I love it. I love it. I said a right of reply. Is there a right of reply to that? Lee, uh, Jace, let me come over to you. Uh, Daniel Levy has been speaking over the course of the last couple of days, more than what we've seen for what the last couple of years. If you maybe take into exception that Cambridge interview that he gave, we've obviously had an interview to Bloomberg where he says he's got no real interest in leaving Tottenham, but as a duty to listen to any proposals that come in, to potential investment in the football club. And he was also obviously speaking at the fan forum on, of course, earlier this week, where he did admit Spurs have got a buyback clause for Harry Kane. I think, again, there's still some interpretation as to how that buyback can be activated. But very quickly, Jace, before we get into Spurs' arse, which is what we're here for, uh, thoughts on that fan forum? Anything really stand out for you from there that we should really be taking anything from massively? He kind of spoke exactly as I thought he would do. I, I, I went to the one, like I say, it was, I referred to it, I think, six years ago. It just astonished it was six years ago. But mm. when when Poch was there, I remember he, they did it just before Christmas. Um, I think the fact that he had Ange and Sonny and the, the Beth England and that there, meant there was a lot less questions for him. It was pretty tailored for that first hour, wasn't it? Submitted questions and it was, you know, if, if he, if there was ever an answer he gave, he was never going to be pushed on it. So, um, but it, you know, it was good to hear him admit that he's made mistakes um, and he does need to do this. I mean, your chairman can't come out and speak every week. You certainly don't want one like that, but we've all called for more transparency I think we'd love a 60 minutes on him with just him there where it would genuinely be from the floor, not necessarily to bully him or hound him or something like that, but to get genuine answers to genuine questions. You know, like like he said at the Cambridge Union, for instance, about, you know, we have to have a bigger stadium so that fans of, you know, the kids can come in and, and breed the next generation, but he puts match day prices up. And it, it was a brief mention, but you know, it's still not a satisfactory answer, is it? That 
you know, when you when you look at a football club that's turning over 500 million and the amount of extra revenue that brings in, it's what two and a half, three million a season. Is it is it really worth all the all the um, the lack of you know the the aggro that goes with it? You know, let's let's just be let's think if if you genuinely built that stadium for kids, make kids prices ten quid at the most or something with a with a dad's ticket or something. That's that's how you do it. You don't price them out of a game so that dad taking his kid to Luton is suddenly, you know, 90 quid for a game against Luton. Mm. This is just nuts, isn't it? So there's there's certain things that he still needs to be pressed on, but it is good to see him suddenly starting to speak. And he, he does need to do it, you know, at least once a season. Yeah. But like I say, without having the cover of, of Ange and people like that there and, and genuinely address the issues that we all feel that, that we have with the football club. The 90-minute, obviously, form that did take place in which he was asked a range of questions. Again, like you make that point, Jace. you know, it's the first one in six years and that was the first question put to him. It's been that long, six years. Do you think, Chris, coming over to you, and I get Lee's thoughts on it as well, um, do you think this should be more of a regular occurrence? And I would love to know the fact that, look, this has been Spurs' best ever start to a season since 1965. It's a very easy time to do it now when you consider what's happened in the last six years, given the fact of how Arsenal have finished above us last season, beating us twice, of course, in that season as well. Do you think, Chris, look, is it very, very lucky the way in which this has now fallen for him in terms of the arrangement, of course, of this fans forum? We're riding the way. We've beaten Sheffield United in the style we had done at the weekend with those two late goals. Could you could argue it's been the best possible time for this to happen? Definitely. Um, you know, Levy knows what he's doing 100%. And... I think he said things as well that was just I, to be like. Obviously, you guys know I'm not the biggest Levy fan, of course. Um, but some of the stuff he said, I just thought it. it I don't want to say it. It just I don't believe him. Basically, um, for example, like the Harry Kane thing, what he said, I just felt like was that really necessary for him to say that? And I felt was that just his way to give. Spurs fans a bit of hope right now at this time, just before the North London derby. It to me, it's just all a bit of a play and a bit of a show. Um, I yeah, I I just did. I didn't really listen to anything that he really. I didn't take in anything that he basically said, to be honest. But the other other thing I wanted to mention was Ange, how he came across, and I thought he was absolutely brilliant. The way that he interacted with the fans, and you can really tell with this guy with all the hard characters and managers that we've had previously um, at Tottenham, he's come in and he's literally changing everything. Like the whole whole club at the moment. We're going into these games right now where the players have completely changed. They're fighting. They're, 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 they're passionate at, you know, on the pitch. It's been such a long time since we have seen that as fans and him interacting with, with us um, at that time with the, the fan form it was just beautiful to see, in my opinion. And I really, I was gutted that I, I wasn't able to um, attend. Um, and I wish that they actually had more fans that were able to make this, um, not even just for, you know, season tickets, but I feel like it should have been more wider for people. And also, I wish it was, like, on stream, on live stream. I don't know why that wasn't um, the case. Um, so, yeah, I with a few things like that, they need to do this as a yearly thing, I believe, and get more fans involved because it would be such a great opportunity with bigger questions, exactly like Jason said, because there were a few things, the ticket prices especially, like that needs to be pinched onto them big time. Um, but overall, yeah, it was okay. You know, it, I like. I just need to see 
more of this. I need to see more. I need to see more mm. of Levy as well. He needs yeah. to come out and express a lot more. Yeah, I mean, once every six years to give a forum is just simply not obviously adequate enough. Lee, I want to ask you, because you mentioned the fact that, you know, with the period we had Conte Marino here, maybe that initial point when coming in, there was maybe a little bit of fear amongst Arsenal fans about what Spurs could go on to achieve. He was asked his thoughts now, if he learned anything from the hiring of those two managers. And he said, look, maybe you'll be surprised by my answer, but I want to win as much as everybody else. But the frustration of not winning and the pressure maybe of some players and from a large element of the fan base that we need to win, we need to spend the money, we need to have a big manager. He went and bought these two, he called them trophy managers. He's turned around and said that, for his perspective now, they're great managers, but maybe not for this club. I want to ask you, Lee, from an outsider perspective, when he says that, is it the fact that they're not right for the football club, or do you think it's the fact that they weren't adequately backed enough from you looking from the outside in that, look, you know it yourself, having Arsene Wenger there for, what, near on 20 years, that unless you're giving these managers exactly what they need, it's very, very hard to achieve the success. What would you think about that response from Levy to the Spurs fans? Listen, it's very hard to say, you know, listen, first and foremost, it's it's so it's hard to win trophies, you know what I mean? Like, like you know, when, when people say like, right, well, what are you going to win this season? Right? So like, they can say it about Arsenal, you can say about Spurs, what, chart, what are you going to win? Oh, well, the league's going to be tough. You know, they're like, European thing's going to be tough because you've got Man City in there again then. The FA Cup's going to be tough and the League Cup, you know, most teams play their um, second teams in in that, but there are teams in the in the league that second teams is as good as as a first team, like you know. So it's very first and foremost, very very much difficult. Now, if you've got people like um, Manchester United spending thousands and fa- millions and millions of pounds, and they're they're not challenging for the title, so it's very hard for anybody to challenge for titles. And there's no divine right to be able to say, right, we're Arsenal Football Club, we're Tottenham Hotspur. We we should be winning trophies. It's 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 tough, um, but you, 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 when you when you look at those two managers I, from the outside looking in, it's, hindsight's a wonderful thing, isn't it? You know, when you first sign them, you think. Uh, but then you you know, I'm not saying it was laughable at the end there, but he, he's, he's trying to get himself sacked at the end of the day, like you know what I mean, like you know, like you, you know. It's not a mug club, Tottenham Hotspur, like you know. And I'm not saying that because you're on it. They're, they're a big club. You have a look. You have a look at the stadium. They've always been a big club, Spurs, right? And then what you've got now, and at the end of the day, is a manager. From my point of view, looking outside in, that wants to be there, like you know what I mean. Like he wants to be at at, at, at Tottenham. So I'd rather have someone. It's like I, I, how, how can I put it now? Like you know, it's like you're signing players now. Right, with no Champions League football, no European football. Well, I'd rather have those players than someone turn around and say, "I want to come to the, I want to." Uh, if you've got Champions League football, well, if you want Champions League football, go and play for Real Madrid, go and play for PSG because you're guaranteed of getting in the top four with them. You're not guaranteed of getting in the top four in the English Premier League, like you know. And when you know that you've got players, we like Arsenal sign players in the Europa League, right? They've signed without. You know that they want to play for Arsenal. So I'll tell you that now. You know that Madison wants to play for Tottenham Hotspur. You know that whoever you've signed, Johnson, wants to play for Tottenham Hotspur. They're not saying, oh, I want to play for the Champions League. And it comes to the manager as well. You know what I mean? Like, all of a sudden, you've got a manager that wants to be at Tottenham. Now, whether he's going to be successful or not, that depends on, on on different things. It depends on the players. It depends on if the fans are going to turn or they don't turn and if he's going to be back properly. But it doesn't mean to say, like, you know, like, 
Levy or, or, or Kroenke can say, right, well, we're throwing £100 million on a player. Like we're throwing £100 million on this player and that player. It doesn't mean to say you're going to win anything. And I think that, you know, as an Arsenal fan, because we've spent £100 million on Declan Rice, that doesn't mean to say that that guarantees us this and it guarantees us that, like, you know what I mean? And at the end of the day, it comes down to Sunday... We, 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 we've got a, million, a £100 million player. You've got a £40 million player. At the end of the day, who plays best on the day? It's got nothing to do with financial side and things like that. So for me, you know, he's made mistakes. But at the end of it, Spurs would have actually... For, for, I don't know how you guys feel about it. I know that my brother, oh, we've got Conte, we're going to win something now. Like, you know, what is that, that straight away pressure's on? Yeah. Pressure's on, like you know what I mean. And when it don't work, like oh, we were, oh, oh. and now we've got we've got um, this Australian guy. And I'll be honest, I'm going to be really honest. A few of my um, Tottenham, like, I'm not going to hang them out to dry here. Oh, I don't know about him. Don't know if I see what I see of him. I don't, oh, you know what I mean, like blah, blah blah. All of a sudden, they see a couple of games. See if oh, I quite like him. I quite like what he's doing and all that. And then you get behind it and all that, like you know. So listen, I think he's, you know. Levy's made mistakes. Of course he has. You know what I mean? Like, I ain't going to say that he ain't. But he, he, I think, it, listen, he's done two good things in this summer for you, like, you know what I mean? And I'll be really nice with you. He's got £100 million for a player that's in the last year of his contract and could have gone to any club in the country. That's Arsenal, Chelsea, whoever, for nothing last season. He got £100 million for that. And, and he's got in a manager that all of you lot can get around and enjoy, like, you know what I mean? And fair play to him for that. Lee, mate, thank you for your honesty. There's, there's, <laughs> I've got to say, Lee, there's lots of Spurs fans warming to you at the moment. Jace, let me come over to you. Um, very quickly on this message from you in relation to what we've heard from Daniel Lee before we get into the crux of the preview. Um, thoughts on those comments there from Daniel? It's the most you're going to get from him in terms of him saying, I've made a mistake. Anything you can take away from that? Because, again, you would say he was trying, I would say, warms the audience at times. He made them, you know, reference Conte and Marino. They look, we've got Angie. We came with a big, big cheer. I mean, what, what did you make of it? He was almost playing to the crowd at one point. It's, it's not just admitting you've made a mistake. What he's got to do is learn from his mistakes. Mm. You know, it's one thing to just say, I've made a mistake, but he made a mistake employing Mourinho and then went and employed Conti, which was was doing the same thing. So that shows you. And, and there's just, like I say, he he talked about, oh, we wanted a, we got so close and we brought in a win now manager and he sacked him in the week of a cup final. I mean... You know, I mean, you know that, Rick, when we did the very first show when Mourinho was appointed, yeah. I think it was actually the night before he was appointed. And you, you, you resi- I think you resigned before I the said, show. I don't want Jose Mourinho anywhere near mm. my football club. Yeah. And then we did the, the appointment show and I said, you can see what's going to happen with this. And and that's not in fairness all, all at Mourinho. I think when you bring in a win-now manager, mm. you don't just become a win-now club. There's, you know, Mourinho can go to a Man United when he when he went there, but Manchester United were used to winning. He mm. could go to Inter Milan and okay, they hadn't won for four or five years, but they're a club that wins, mm. you know. And and it, it it's like Mourinho could go to Liverpool. They've got a history of winning, but it's very different from Mourinho to go to a club where's not got a history or of, of for a long long time. And part of that winning culture is not just what the manager pushes in; it is the structure of the entire club is geared towards it. You go to Real Madrid, they are geared towards winning, aren't they? So when Mourinho goes to Real Madrid, of course he can win. 
because the whole club is geared towards winning. But when you came to Tottenham, it's like, well, you know, we're trying to get into the top four. And we know you'd like Skriniar, but we'll give you Joe Roden. Then you're not going to be a win now club, are you? And you have to you have to learn from that, but to to do it. From, but let's hope the mistakes this time of genuinely. I, I've liked our transfer business this year of bringing in say Mickey Van der Ven rather than still chasing. Spent six weeks chasing Guardiola, who's never going to come to Tottenham in a million years. Let's get the targets in that can. Make, I mean, Arsenal did it with with Ben White and people like that, didn't they? When you know every, everyone accused them of overpaying, but they thought. It's pointless going for these targets that Man City's and the Chelsea's at the time are getting. Go for ones that we can bring in. Like Lee says, that want to come to your football club. Madison mm. is a great one because he could have gone to Newcastle and had Champions League football. But yep. you, you saw that interview with him when he's, I really want to be. At, you just feel like looking at him, he wants to be at Tottenham in the way that yep. Odegaard wants to be. At, oh, went from Real Madrid down to, oh, didn't chase a... A, a, a level club with Real Madrid, and and hopefully, like I say, the mistakes are learnt, and you you improve from that because we need to. Yeah, absolutely. You know, he said on the process of appointing Ange, it feels like a lifetime ago now. It was actually very easy because Ange, I would say, is just a normal bloke. It was honest to have a conversation where we could talk about anything. He was very direct and honest. It was like someone who just tells me as it is, knowing that plays games, and he was asked the fact kind of alluded to who you talked about, but I think we can all maybe guess it. Look, it's not one that says one thing to me, someone to someone else. I'm not talking about anyone else in general, but the club needed to go back to its roots. And honestly, there was a lot of pressure on me to bring in somebody that was a big name. I just wanted somebody who understood our DNA, would play attacking football, and they would give the young players a chance, believe in the academy, and would build a relationship. And he went on to paraphrase in the end. Look, I have to say with Ange, he's been a breath of fresh air. So look, again... Those are the main key indicators out of that fans forum. And um, Chris mentioned it, it wasn't live stream, but you can now watch that in full on Spurs Play. I say in, say in full, I believe that is now the full feature on Spurs Play for you. What we are going to do, we are going to go for that break of the show. We are going to get into why we are really here, um, which is, of course, for Tottenham's trip to the Emirates to go to Arsenal. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hi everyone, Crackers here with your upcoming Legends events on Friday the 29th of September. Worcestershire County Cricket Club, the one, the only, the Brazilian legend Sandro is appearing. Please go to at Mr Cracknell across the socials where I'll be putting posters up for that event and details on how you can get your tickets for that one. And on October the 13th, that's a Friday again, in Surrey, Camberley Heath Golf Club. 
echo61.co.uk is their website. They have a stunning evening with Chris Waddle that comes with a free course meal, meet and greet, professionally taken photos and of course a Q&A with the great man himself. So there you go, there's a couple of events that are upcoming for you. I will see you there and come on you Spurs. Lee, let me get straight into it from your perspective. What Arsenal are we seeing this season? I've heard a lot from the outside looking in. I've heard you a lot, of course, on AFTV and what you do. And I think you've been honest and said that things haven't, as of yet, clicked. I wonder on the back of that Champions League performance, whether you feel a lot more confident going in to this derby, which, of course, is always unpredictable. But Arsenal have a formidable, strong home record. Yeah, like, you know, listen, when you when you play against Spurs, you, you know, there's always it's, you know, it's an air of worry. Of course there is, you know what I mean? Because you're playing Spurs, you know what I mean? It's, if you, it, um, they're the team you don't want to lose to, like, you know, um, and, and there's more consequences if you lose to, to to Tottenham than any other team, like, you know. But listen, I always think that, and I always say this, and I, I'll say it because I've been around, I know a lot of these Arsenal-Spurs games and all that, like, home advantage is massive. Like, when Arsenal were at their real dominant, and I'm talking like up going in, Invincibles and all that, our toughest game was always White Hart Lane away, you know what I mean? And but home we took to, we, we was okay. Away from home it was it was a real difficult fit. And I always think that it is now, you know, I've got more satisfaction out of winning at your place last season than than I have for the lot four or five times we've won here. It's because I know it's a difficult place to go and play and difficult place to go and win. Very, very satisfying. Same as it is if you if you you know if you if you win on Sunday like you know so listen I'm I'm I'm, I'm going to go there and 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 uh, I always respect Spurs because of you know I've had my ass burnt once before like you know what I mean in in '91 I honestly went to Wembley thinking that um, it was just a formality just a formality like you know what I mean and uh, and it turned out to be the worst still the worst game I've ever, ever attended to in a, a game of football. And um, so I don't take it for granted that we're going to win like, you know, the one thing that I do like about it from an Arsenal point of view now to that it was a few years ago is that I know that Arsenal are a good side now. So I feel that, that, that the confidence of, of if Arsenal turn up and play to their best, then I think Arsenal will win. A few years ago, Tottenham were the better team and it was, a, you know, it, it was tough and, you know, you, you have to... You know, take take your pill and swallow it, especially at White Hart Lane. And the last time we ever played at um, the old White Hart Lane, it outplayed, it totally outplayed. I think Czech made, well, I think, unbelievable saves. Otherwise, it could have been four or five. Yeah. So, listen, I'd love to give you a good spanking and good hiding, like, but it's, you know, it just doesn't happen, like, you know what I mean? So, it's always a tough, tough place, tough, tough game to go. But I do think because we're at home, I think that gives us the. A, a big advantage, you know, and um, I'll be disappointed if we don't we don't win on Sunday, like you know. But I respect um, I respect the opponent, and like uh, I, I I don't know about you guys. I, I fucking hate these games. I I, I don't it's like. Horrible. Them. I, I, <laughs> but, and do you know what? The good thing about it for me, for for me is we had yesterday to, to concentrate on. So I've only got yeah, Thursday, yeah. Friday, Saturday to worry about it, like you know. Yeah. But like, yeah. I, I guarantee you, I don't care if. Um, You've had seven injuries going into um, Saturday night. I still will not have a great night's sleep, you know what I mean, like, because the worry of it, you know. But then, like, you know, if you get the result, you know, as you will know and all that, like, there's nothing better than beating 
beating Tottenham and as for you guys it's the same beating Arsenal like you know so you know uh, I think our front four is if it, if it clicks like it did yesterday I don't think there's a lot of defenses that can cope with that like you know I I honestly I'm not being biased on that I, I I've been blown away how good Jesus is I have like, I mean, I'll be really honest. You know, I mean, when Richardson and Jesus were up for grabs, I was saying, oh, I quite like Richardson. I remember you saying it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I didn't. I, I thought, well, easy there. But now seeing him live and seeing him over the last season, like, you know, he, he's a game changer for us. He, he makes us click. He hasn't played the last couple of games. We've been a bit bitty. As soon as he plays for his first start yesterday, we blow a team away. So. um yeah, you know, we, we've I've got to feel confident. Of course, I have. You know what I mean? Because we're we're the Arsenal. You know what I mean? <laughs> Jace, I want to bring you in. When I spoke to you a couple of weeks ago about this game, you did say to me, "I hope you don't mind me saying this on air," but you was really worried going into it. This was, I think, before we had the last couple of results. But you did say to me off air that Arsenal, the fact that it's at home, and the fact that I think again, mentality when you look at. Spurs going there. We haven't ever really gone there. And you've got to honestly say, gone there and played our football. I think one thing with Ange that we will see is Spurs will go there and play, to some degree, an expansive brand of football. I don't think it'll be all out attack because that would be suicidal in football in terms. But what Tottenham are you hoping to see at the Emirates that we haven't seen in the previous three, four years? Maybe dating back to when Maurizio managed the football club. I think it's just one that competes there. You know, we've, we've laid down and died. And, and, you know, Lee will know that when they came to, to the new stadium, lost 3-0 in that game. It was, it was over before it had begun, wasn't it? You know, holding was all over the place. And within half an hour, it's 2-0 down. It's 10 men. Game's over. Game was over. And we, we've done that under Nuno, where we lost for three. We, last year, we go there. Straight under the cosh, weren't we? Sitting back, party scores. We got back into it, but we throw it away in the second half. I think, you know, we, we found so many ways to shoot ourselves in the foot there. Just just ridiculous things that you do. And I think that's that's my problem with the games. And it's, it's not just because Arsenal have similarly done that there. I remember Lacazette scoring a brilliant goal at, at Tottenham and within a minute it was a stupid back pass, wasn't it? And Sonny mm. scored. It's It's like... It's like players, you want to see players play those games with passion and aggression. But the most important thing is composure and intelligence. And it's don't let the emotion of the day make you do things that you wouldn't normally do. And I feel like we've gone there and that's been a big problem for us. We've we've gone for tackles you wouldn't normally make or we, we've tried to do things, you know, suddenly an Eric, not necessarily Eric Dyer, but you'll have a fullback shoot from 35 yards. You think, what are you shooting for? There's an easy ball to play because it's it's the derby and I've, I've, I've got to show some passion and you run around like a lunatic for 30 minutes, you're knackered and you're thinking, Jesus Christ, I've left that bloke, that, all that space because I've gone charging forward. So mm. you, it's it's great to play it with, with passion and aggression. But like I say, it's got to be with composure. It's got to be with intelligence. It's got to be with a degree of calmness. And I think we've really struggled to do that. I mean, the, the couple of those five twos. Remember, Eddie Bay all got sent off really early. Yeah. And yeah. You, you can't do that. That was very similar to the Rob Olding type thing, wasn't it? A mm. Ridiculous two-footed. He gets himself sent off. And you think, you've got 70 minutes now with 10 men. So I think, you know, both teams have been guilty of that. Maybe that's partly the atmosphere because it is such a partisan thing for the for the home side and it 
it does get you. I think you you do feel it more when you're the away side. You think, you know, you, your fans are so desperate to go to the other place and get a result, isn't it? You you think we got to get something at home, but God, to, to go there and win is something different. And, and maybe we we failed to to do that. That's that's why people like Benton Kerr are a big miss because there's a bloke who is totally composed and calmness. And I think Declan Rice is a calm type of player. He won't get wound up in the way that Granite Xhaka could come to Tottenham and you think he's going to do something stupid because he, he wants to go down the end and do all this to his supporters and he can do something stupid. So that, that's what you've got to do in those games. Just calmness and keep your nerve. Yeah, it's a great point you make there, Jace. I will come back around and ask Lee about that as well in a second. Chris, to bring you in, look, you know, Arsenal, as we've seen, have always been the ones that have been the lead in this fixture in terms of being able to do the job at home. Like I say, you've got to look back for Tottenham last season. That was that first defeat for Tottenham in nearly, what, 10 years in the first home defeat for Spurs. So, again, you'll look at the fact that Phil Arsenal's home record is really, really strong. But I've got to say, the one thing we've enjoyed about watching this Spurs side underround is that there's a fearlessness about it. There's a young Spurs side. And maybe the fact that they are so young and so fearless that this unwanted record that hangs over us. Of course, just the one win at the Emirates, which you have to go back all the way since 2010. Do you think to these players, they've not been associated with that record? They've not been associated with that history. Do you think that in its world could be a real big pivotal factor is first potentially getting something there in terms of a result? I'm going to start off with Arsenal first, actually. So, of course, I've been watching them play so far this season. Um, I even attended the Crystal Palace and Arsenal game. And um, games like that one uh, specifically, I really thought Arsenal didn't actually play very well, but they somehow got that luck and got the goal. And of course, they they went home with three points. I haven't necessarily thought that they have clicked, like Lee said, um, this season so far, like they have last season. Um, so I've been sitting here waiting for them to just have that moment where they start to crumble a little. However, yesterday, the Champions League game, I thought they were absolutely brilliant. Um, hate to say it, but they, of course, they have to play amazingly just before the North London derby. So that's why I just, I'm a little bit like, I don't know what is going to happen with the Arsenal team because it has been a bit hit and miss, I feel, with uh, with the way that they've been playing so far this season. Um, I With Tottenham now, of course, we, ha- we are on a high at the moment. We have been playing the way that we want to. We are literally, with Ange, of course, you know, we are literally playing the way exactly that Tottenham fans have been waiting for a long, long time. Now, the only thing is, of course, it's Arsenal. It's at home, their ground. We don't know, what was I going to say? Sorry, now I've lost, I've gone all angible uh, in my head. But the thing is, right now with this, I feel like Arsenal have the pressure and that's what I think is going to be a factor for us. As well, we need to remember this, Arsenal are ahead of us with a full season with, you know, the rebuild in terms. That's another thing that they can take an advantage as well. But with us right now, with our team, I can go and watch that game on Sunday. And if I see us play well, I will be satisfied, even if maybe we don't get the result that we get. Yep. This is what I feel has been important for Tottenham fans at the moment. We need to see that football that has made the name Tottenham Hotspur. And yep. I do want to see those players fight for it. it, exactly how they did at Sheffield. Of course, we were losing, but right at that end, you know, we fight back and we got the result that we wanted, literally. Because before that, we would have just thrown it away, stayed yep. back yep. and been like, yep, yeah, 
we're done. We've, we've lost the game. But we didn't do that. We fighted for it. And that's exactly what I'm hoping to see on Sunday, whatever the result is at the end of the day. But it is going to be Arsenal are going to have, you know, the more pressure to win that game. And that's what I think is going to be a positive for us. So I think it's going to be a very entertaining game as well. I think it's going to have quite a few games. So, guys, uh, fans, I think we just need to appreciate what we're going to see and we'll, you know, go from the result afterwards because at the end of the day, it's all about the bragging rights, isn't it? So, yeah, of course, both of the teams we haven't even lost, both Arsenal and Tottenham haven't lost the game yet as well um, so far this season. So it's just going to be all about the bragging rights. But for me, I don't feel as nervous as I usually do for some reason with North London derbies. I just feel like I want to sit back and I want to enjoy this football and see exactly if our team are going to go for it. But let's let's just hope and pray. <laughs> uh, Lee, we have been here before, mate, as you know, because we were in a similar position when Antonio Conte Spurs played you for the first time. I think Spurs were unbeaten going into that game, of course, at the Emirates, where, again, there was a lot of high hope a lot of expectation. And I think, Jason, we actually watched it together that day, if you remember. We were doing the um, the game, I think, live from Beavertown. And, you know, watching Spurs that day, I think we all felt they were holding themselves back. And as we've seen under Mourinho, a similar style. Lee, how do you think your feel there, maybe seeing Spurs be a bit more expansive, do you think that's going to maybe suit Arsenal more because there'll be more gaps to maybe plug? Or do you go into the game with a different mindset. I'm just really intrigued to know that because, again, from your perspective, it might be a, sim- a different setup you've been used to now, going back to Maurizio, which is, what, three, four years ago now? Yeah, it's a great great point. Great um, great listening to that. Like, you know, like, Listen, I hope Spurs do come and attack because, like, you know, we haven't had that all this season. We, PSV done it a little bit yesterday and, and we opened them up and we had a lot of space to do those things. I think Arsenal do struggle when, when teams put low blocks in against us and it hit us on the break. And, and we are vulnerable to that, like because we're putting so many players forward. So if Spurs come and attack, I, I think um, that that will suit us. Um, I hope that they do. Um, it's a great point there because, like, I, I I do think this that if Arsenal lose this game, it's a lot a lot more damage done. And I, I think that with Tottenham, if 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 uh, you know, I'm, I don't know if I'm speaking for Spurs fans, but I'll say what I think. Think. I think that if Spurs come to Arsenal tomorrow, give uh, Sunday, give it a good go and lose, they can dust themselves down and go, do you know what? We've, we've give it a go. At least we've give it a go. We haven't done it in the last few years and, and, and move on from it. Dust themselves down and, and, and go and beat Liverpool, which I think that you will do at home. If Arsenal lose, Arsenal then are in a bit of a position where they've got, uh, obviously, like another the League Cup game, forget about that. But then we've got our next home game after that's Man City at home. So all of a sudden, like, lose that one. And then we are eight points off of Man City, title already over, because you can't give them eight points. You know what I mean? So there is, I, I, that is a great point, you know, that there is pressure on us to win this game, like, you know. But with pressure, you know, that is what home is is, is all about. You, you've, you've got to have some sort of pressure put on you at home. You've got all the advantages, you know what I mean? We've got to... You know the the atmosphere at the Emirates is 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 second to none now. Like it's really like stepped up over the last few years. So you know you have to press home your home advantage. So that's how I look at it. I, uh, um, but I I do think it's not like a free hit for Tottenham. I, I, I don't don't necessarily go along there that route. But what I'm saying is that Spurs can go there and, uh, and uh, they can go. Do you know what? It's a little bit what what he's been doing the, these last few games. He sort of said, do you know what? Like if I if I give it an expensive thing and, you know, because you, you go back to the Man United game, deservedly beat them. But he could have, could have uh, 
they missed a couple of chances. It could have gone the other way. It didn't. You was brave, got the result and all that like. So if you look at it like that perspective, then Arsenal, uh, you know, it's like Spurs can give it a go. And 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 it, I'm, I'm pretty sure all Spurs fans will, will go, well, oh, all right, they're a good side and uh, we're away for a moment and take the... the, the the positives out, the negatives are there. But for us, it would be like, hold on a minute, we're better than Spurs at this moment in time. We're at home. That's a bad, that's not a good result. You know what I mean? Like, you know, and as an Arsenal fan, I'm going to be really honest with you. I, I don't know how you feel about that. I always say, beat you at home, draw away from home. Like, you know, and I'll be honest, if we don't, if we get a draw in that game, I'll be looking at it as disappointment because we're at home and you've got to beat, you've got to win your own games. Where I yeah. think if you've got a point, you go, well, I'll tell you what, we'll take that. We take that. We come. We come out unbeaten at the Emirates. So I do. I, I, I do get that. There is a little bit of pressure on us this game. Like you know, I, I don't know whether fatigue are coming. It where where you haven't had to do nothing for the last week. Where we we have. I don't know if that that plays in or not. Don't know because we haven't been there in the last few years. So I, I wouldn't know. It didn't really affect. If I if I go back on it, it didn't really affect our results when we weren't in Europe. But what it does do, it gives you time to get players on the training ground and get used to what you're doing and things like that, like, you know, so yeah. I, 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 listen, you know, I'm not, I'm, I am worried because it's, it's a game of football. Anything can happen like, you know what I mean? But I am confident because I'm, I'm confident in the players that we've got and things like that and, and the team that we've got. But, uh, you know, listen, I'll be, I just want us to win and that's it, like, you know what I mean? And, 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 and move on and as, as you guys will there, like, but if, if you're going away from home, I always think like, you know, I take a point. So like you've got two results, we've got one result at home, like, you know, and that's how I that's how I see it really. Lee, can I ask you just generally for you looking at Spurs, do you even look at it, even a contest with regards to who's gonna finish above who? I mean, look, it, it was twenty-four points the swing last mm. season between the the two football clubs. Um, I don't think we can any of us ever imagine it's gonna be anywhere near twenty-four points again. So I'm really intrigued to know from your perspective how close you feel the clubs will be for this season. Well, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll be really honest. I put um, Tottenham in, in my top four. I think Tottenham, you know, and I know there's five places get Europe this season, but I, I do think that that Spurs are a better team than Man United at this moment in time. Um, you've got the feel-good factor coming in like that. Listen, if Tottenham come above Arsenal, I'll be pissed off and like, you know what I mean? Like, I mean, Arteta should be like looking to get a sack, like, you know, because if you look at the players that Arsenal have got, I, I, Arsenal got better players at this moment in time. So there's something wrong if that was to happen, like, you know, and, and I'll be like, uh, not very, very happy about it, like, you know, but then what I'm saying is that that's over a 38 sort of, sort of, uh, season. On a one-off game, Anything can happen, like you know what I mean. So that's that's where the worry comes in. But I think, like you know, over the course of the season, I think Arsenal will. I do think that you know, I think Arsenal will be. I'm not saying that we're going to uh, win the title or that, but I do think Arsenal, us, and Liverpool will be the the three teams challenging Man City who will, will eventually come out on top, like you know. And Tottenham will be will be basing it on you know on the others. But listen, you know. The end of the day, I think Spurs would take. If I, if I said to you guys now, you take fourth and Arsenal above you, I think you'd say you'd you'd accept that. I'm pretty sure, like you know. So, you know, um, I, I do think Arsenal are in a good place at the moment, like you know. But you know, we we'll see on Sunday. We we'll see what the, uh, uh, the gap is. I think what what I, I think what I'm saying with my Spurs mates and, and everything like that, and, 
you know that they feel that Spurs are a better, a much better side. Well, it's hard to say, isn't it, really, when you say you're a better football side without someone like Harry Kane, but you're a better, better, better team. Mm-hmm. And do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. you've got Harry Kane. You, you can't not be a better team with Harry Kane in it. Like, well, buying you know Munich, Harry Kane. You cannot Lee, be. John, I, I wasn't going to bring him up, but you, of course, were bringing him up there. I'm, this is the first time for you in what, near on what, 10 years that Spurs Arsenal are not going to have a Harry Kane in the fixture, the same way there's not going to be yeah. at, at a time of Thierry Henry. Let me ask you. As an Arsenal fan now, not having to play Harry Kane, how does that make you feel, given the record that he did have at the football, well, between the two fixtures in terms of that? Does that does that make you feel more confident or how do you feel about that now, Harry Kane not being involved in this fixture? Of course, Bayern Munich's Harry Kane's been a pain in my our ass for, for 10 years, like, you know what I mean? And at the end of it, it's a funny situation because I think like over the course of this over the course of the season, I think you will miss Harry Kane. You've got to because he's a quality player. Mm-hmm. But a one-off game like this, I, I, I'm telling you that now. I'm glad that, that Harry Kane is playing for Bayern Munich and and not and not you lot because there are times it's the same as any but you know Spurs might be under the cost a little bit like you know and he, he he gets a chance and scores you know what I mean like and and. You know, the reason I don't like Harry Kane is is because I don't dislike him. He's he's done it again. He always scored <laughs> against us for a start, like you know what I mean. He's been a he's been a pain. He's been a pain. You know what I mean. He scores. He's he's a quality footballer. So I think Spurs. I'd rather have him not in the team. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, you, you know, like if he say he was playing, if he was at Spurs now and he was injured, and you said, "Oh, he's injured." Of course, I'm going to be delighted that he's not playing in the in the game. So from our point of view, that him not playing is, is a good fit. But I do think that Tottenham, how can I say it? Like, I, I've played football. You know you've got a, a, a top, top player. You think you're playing in a game. It, it's psychologically, you're thinking, well, all right, he'll do something, Harry Kane. He'll do mm-hmm. something. Like yeah. that. But then when he's not there, yeah. oh, I better do something because he's not there sort of thing. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, So I think that Tottenham may may... At the moment, it's going well for him, like you know. But eventually, somewhere along the line, it's gonna um, you, you're gonna miss him. You can't turn around and say like you know, like how can I say at the moment? You're not missing Harry Kane at the moment, are you? Like you know what I mean? If you you know, not but, at present based on results, but yes, no. I, I, yeah. But you know what I'm saying? Somewhere yeah, yeah. along the line, it, it, you know, you can't take a world class player, and that's what he was by Munich's Harry Kane. He is a world class player. Right, you've took him out of, out of the team. It's got to affect you somewhere along the line. And a one-off situation against Arsenal and Spurs. I'll be honest. I'd rather have Harry Kane playing for Bayern Munich than playing for you guys. You know what I mean? That's how I see it. Lee, we respect your honesty. Go on, Chris. Ricky, can I just ask Lee one question? Um, is obviously now Kane's gone, but is there any one particular player at the moment that you're a bit nervous about for Sunday? Tottenham player, of course. So, uh, two. If I'll be honest. Two and a half. I, I, I think on. Madison's. I think Madison's a quality player. Uh, you know, and and, and uh, I'm going to be honest. Like, you know, I don't like him now, but you know, uh, he's a snip at forty million. You know what I mean? Like, well, you know, you, you know, that that is unbelievable business. You know what I mean? If you, if if you think of it, like, you know, I, I, obviously, like Son Son Son, Son can is has been a. I think, you know, genuinely a world-class player in, in the last few years as well. And I'm going to say it like Richardson, like, you know, as crap as he is, you know what I mean? Like, there's it, always that chance, isn't it? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, um, I, 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 w- I would say, you know, um, 
that, that they would be the three that, that I would worry about, like, yeah. Phoenix 51 is a powerful employee technology enabling organizations to make data-driven decisions at every stage of the employee journey from hiring through benchmarking and development too. The platform provides detailed analytics on the most important asset in your business, your people, enabling organizations not only to make the correct hiring decisions, but also how to benchmark, train and retain them. Phoenix 51 powering your people decisions through every part of the employee journey. Hello, this is Russ Williams from the Last Word on Spurs. And I just wanted to tell you about my brand new book, Sad But True. 100 Sad But True stories from around the world. Like Chinese marathon runner, 50-year-old Uncle Chen, who competed in a local marathon race and chain-smoked cigarettes the entire way round. He finished the race in a very respectable 3 hours and 28 minutes. And from South Wales, the story of Leon Gleed, who burned his bum when he used Tesco toilet cleaning wipes instead of normal toilet paper. No permanent damage was done. Sad but true. Don't go to the loo without it. Out now on Amazon Kindle. I think a lot of this game is always about not making individual mistakes. You brought it up there, the fact for you... Uh, you mentioned Adebay, you in the past. There was Emerson Royale last season that obviously got himself sent off just before the half-time. And again, as we've said, a sending off in this fixture normally sways the way the game tends to go. I think we had the one game where at the lane, Arsenal did go down to 10 men. The game which we all know famously Spurs were chasing the title. Sanchez scored. Of course, that you'd say denied maybe Spurs that incredible you know league win against Arsenal. Maybe if they won that, they would have gone to beat Leicester as well. How important is it, Jace, for those 90-plus minutes if you've said so many times players do keep their heads? Because it is a fixture that is so famed for having those individual errors. Are you concerned about that going into Sunday, given the fact that we've been so good so far this season and we haven't seen many, if not any, this season? Not unduly worried, but if the game goes, you know, if, if for instance, they get on, on top of you and they start flooding into your gaps, because my worry is there are a lot of gaps in this side. Uh, Brentford took the lead against us. Burnley took the lead against us. Sheffield United took the lead against us. Man United could have been 2 0 up, quite possibly, you know, if they'd give the penalty for Romero's handball, VAR would never have reversed that decision. And, you know, Bruno Fernandes missed that guilt edged header, didn't he? Rashford had chances. So, you know, if you start going 1 0 down and then Arsenal are picking holes in you, we know that Christian Romero's one that can dive into tackles, doesn't he? He hasn't done this year, thankfully, um, but it wouldn't surprise you if he decides to cut Gabriel Jesus in half or Iverts in half, does it? And and suddenly, you know, you're down to it. I think that the pressure comes more when you, you are backs to the wall. Rob Holding, famously at, at Tottenham, did the same thing. Um, it's, it's when you need the cool heads around you as well to, mm. to just cut. I mean, you know, that, that Rob Holding night, I cannot believe that nobody went up to him after the first incident and said, you know, have a, have a word with him. And, and Arteta didn't shout out anything from the... We, we saw that in the All or Nothing the, the documentary. There was no instruction to him to calm down. Tommy Yasso, I don't think, had a word for him. Gabriel didn't. They let him do it a second time and then they let him do it a third time. And you think, you know, where's where's the leadership here? Um, so you've, you've just got to be careful of those moments. You, use your brain. But people do lose their heads in these games. But, you know, ask... One of, one of the, like I said, Granite Xhaka would traditionally lose his head, particularly in games at Tottenham with constant yellow cards, yellow cards, leaving yourself short. 
So that's what you've got to be careful of. I don't want to see Porro get a yellow card after 12 minutes because he's got caught out of position and then had to scythe someone down and you're then playing 78 minutes with with him on a yellow card. You, you can't do that. You've got to have some intelligence there. But that, that comes from comes from Ange and, it, and then players on the pitch have got to calm themselves down. I wonder, Chris, look, the way Spurs have started this season, the results we've had going into it, how much do you think we can really feed off that Sheffield United game? And again, I know I must bring this up. The Arsenal mates that I've got, and um, I know Jason doesn't have many, if not any. Um, <laughs> so we're making an exception tonight for him. We really are with the wonderful lead judges joining us here. Chris, given Spurs' starts of the season, where do I go on this show? Where do I go? Um, and the fact that the results we've had, a lot of the Arsenal fans that have told me, mates have told me, look, you haven't really beaten anyone of any real significance at the moment. Obviously, bar Man United, and it's been a fairly poor Man United side. So going into this game, how much do you think this is a real, real test of where Spurs are at this season? Do you think on the basis that if we get out of there with some form of a positive result, that is going to really change or shape the way for you this season could end up? Yeah, it's a huge test. It's definitely it's a huge test for Ange and it's a huge test for the team. Exactly like what Jason said, you know, the mentality we is going to be a huge test as well for um, our players, uh, especially for the likes of like Romero, who's, you know, got a really hot head. Let's, let's be real there. But... I think with the way that we've organised ourselves, and I'm talking about with having uh, Sonny as our captain and the vice captains, obviously, James Madison and Ramiro, I honestly think that's had a huge effect on our mentality. I really do. Um, exactly like with Richardson, you know, I think with him struggling, I think we, us fans as well, helped him build to get that goal on um, on the Sheff- in the Sheffield game. And I think all of that is what is going to be very, very important for Sunday's game. It's like I've said to you guys already, though. It's just how we're going to play this game that is going to mean the most to me, for for my opinion. If we don't get the result and we play absolutely incredible, happy days. Like, uh, to me, I'd rather get a win in Liverpool. Well, I want the draw at Arsenal and get a win with Liverpool for the next game. That's how I want to see it right now. But yeah, I do think with Sonny being our captain as well at the moment, I think he's really boosted the players up, really making them shine individually. Because to me, when Kane and when Hugo was captain, I didn't really get that team bonding. I don't know what it was. It just lacked everyone being together. But we've now got a team that feel like they are all friends with each other and they want to go out there and get goals. They want to get a win and they want to do it for the fans, for the club and for the manager. And that's why I feel we can come out with this very positive. So it's all going to come down to that game. It's going to be a huge, huge test for Ange as well, especially. So I'm I'm honestly really, I think it's going to be a very entertaining game of good, good football as, as well with Arsenal. Um, so it is going to be a good, a, you know, a huge test, but, Again, like I said, this is going to be pressured onto Arsenal more to win the game. So we're just going to have to see where it goes. Fingers crossed, though. <laughs> Chris, let's get a prediction to kick things off for you. What are you going to go for? I hate doing predictions for this, man, because I feel like I curse it, whatever I say. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to go for a draw because that is what I feel would be great, if even if it was a draw. So I'm going to say I feel like there could be quite a lot of goals, you know, as well. Um I'm going to say 3-3. 3-3, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. 
Lee, let me come around to you. I've got to ask you, mate, at the same time, I will ask your prediction um, where you are with Arteta. Because the last time you was on here, which again, we go back to a year ago, Arsenal were starting the season fairly well, but obviously that was on the back of not an absolutely sensational campaign. Given the fact of how close you did come to the title and those that do watch you and see you on obviously the various things you do with relation to Arsenal, where are you now on the manager, given that you've heard us here for about an hour whack lyrical about Andrew's been in the role for only, what, six, seven weeks and everybody is so in love with him. I know you've heard this before about other Spurs managers. Where are you with Arteta at the moment for you as your manager on the back of last season? How obviously that came to an end? Yeah, like, listen, I'm listen. I think he's doing a fantastic job at Arsenal. I have to say that, like you know, he he, he won the FA Cup in his first year, of course. Uh, tactically very good, and then for the next couple of years, it, you know, I'll be honest, Ricky, I'll, and I'll say it as it is. I think he's been very fortunate to keep in a job like Arsenal, but he's won me round. He's won me round. He's won me round with performances like I, I I don't know how you guys feel, but there was you know there was a time when I was going to the Emirates. When it was a chore to go, you know what I mean? Like, you know, thinking, oh, like, bloody hell, we've got Southampton at home. I don't really want to go. Like, you know, it was a chore. Now, I don't matter who they've got. I'm buzzing for it. Like, you know, so yes, thank yes. you for, for doing that. It's not it's not just about winning. It's the way you win as well, the way you play and things like that. And 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 the way that we play. We play some bloody good football. Some, you know, like, I know you guys probably wouldn't have seen the, the game on Wednesday, but some really good goals as well. I can tell well, you, like, Jason like, definitely hasn't seen it. <laughs> so, like, you know, we, 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 we knock some good goals in there and, uh, you know, so we are entertaining side. So I'm, I'm very much, you know, um, you know, with Arte, there's a couple of decisions, guys, that I'm not going to, going to be, I'm not 100% behind at this moment in time. But listen, you know, can, can I ask you on that? I don't want to delve you, make, take you further into it, but you know, the one that I think Spurs fans are from the outside in that only can't work out is the one around the goalkeeping situation. Yeah. Because yeah. the Ramsdale Raya debate, which you all know as well, Spurs in the summer were heavily linked to David Raya coming in being the number one. I mean, it appeared that Spurs had identified him as the first choice very early on during the summer. It then appeared that based on the asking price, Spurs then decided to switch tact and go for Vicario. Look, to be fair at the moment, has not put a foot wrong, I have to say, about Vicario, but we're going into a North London derby. These are the games where, for goalkeepers, for a first appearance, this is where you are going to be really tested. Hostile crowd. Mm. Everybody's going to be up for it. This is the game that we're really going to see. Can Vicario handle it? Um, looking at your situation with the goalkeeper, bearing in mind that it appears that it looked like at the start of the season, Ramsdale was the number one, it appeared, from the outside looking in. Now it appears that David Raya has started the last two. Has there been a shift there? Can you understand it? Does it need to have happened? What's your thoughts on that, very quickly? Lee? Well, listen, you know, uh, do I think it should have happened? No, I don't. I don't think Aaron Ramsdale deserves to be dropped. You know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think he's done anything wrong. The fact of the matter is that Raya's come in two clean sheets in in two games. So you know, you can't argue that. You know, people will turn around and say, "Well, we haven't been that busy," but. That's not his fault. Everything that he's done, he's done well. I just think it was an unnecessary thing to do. I, I, that's my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, um, older old, uh, sort of Arsenal fans are going to me, oh, would you remember when John Lukic was replaced by David Seaman? You know, we felt the same then. I, I get that. But I, I think that if if he has been left out and all that, like, it's, it's, it's very, very harsh. You know what I mean? I see, you know... Let's see if he's if he's ruthless in other positions, you know what I mean? Because I think he has been ruthless with that one, like you know. Um, did I think that he needed to replace replace him? You know, I don't know. Is Raya a better goalkeeper? I, people people say Raya's a better goalkeeper. All right. Well, um, 
who was the player, who was the goalkeeper of the year last season? Um, and that was Aaron Ramsdale. So, where was Raya playing last season? Was he not playing in the Premier League or was he playing in the Premier League? I think he, I, I think you find that he was playing at Brentford. Yep. So I I I I I don't I don't really I don't really get it. I, I think if I'll be honest now, I think Raya will start on um on um on Sunday. Um and, and, you know, and, and as you say, you've got to trust you know, try, you know, Mikel knows more than me, and and you got to trust the manager, don't you? Like it's the same as Spurs, you got to trust what 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 the manager goes with on on Sunday, and 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 hopefully that you know it's the right decision. And but listen, you're going to get decisions. Listen, I don't care. You might be well in love with Ange, and you might be well in love with Arteta. There's some things you're going to not agree with. You know what I mean? Like that's how it is. You know what I mean? You're not going to get every decision right, by the way. You know, and and so. You know, you just back him and that's what you have to do. When I talk about calmness and composure, my one worry with Ramsdale, and I've had it, is that, I mean, we even see it last year. With a, I know people will mock the kissing of the badge and things like that, but he gets involved with other crowds. Mm. Um, and some people will say that's personality. Um, you know, I remember he took flack, I think, from Liverpool and then let one on his near post. Didn't, wasn't that that semi-final where he got done on his near post? Was it Jota? I think Dunning with a real weak wrist. And then I remember them going to Newcastle after the Tottenham game when you still had it in your part. And he was he looked a, a nervous wreck that night, didn't he, Ramsdale, first half? And, and I just get that impression, maybe. It reminds me, I don't want to compare him to Pickford because, but Pickford is like that, isn't he? That there's times where you think, just calm yourself down, mate. Very yeah. good goalkeeper, but there's times he... he Gets involved with things he doesn't need to get involved with. Yeah, that's like, a great point. Ramsdale, a similar type. I'm not going to say he's better yeah. or worse than Pickford, but I just think there's times where with certain no players, you can kind of suck him in and start, and he'll he'll think, oh, "I'm going to show you boys behind the goal." And he might just go for a cross that you think, "Where yeah. are you going?" We and I just maybe think that's that. That little bit of doubt, it's, it's, it's just on that mentality side. I mean, he was brilliant in the game at Tottenham last year. Yeah, listen, he made, it, he made two good saves he in that game. Two good saves that, that really kept the game at 2-0, yeah. which it could have switched. You deserve to win the game, but it could have switched. But I just, there's one or two games that I've seen him in, and I just think you get involved with crowds and that, and, and people can say, yeah, goalkeepers take it, but every goalkeeper takes it, but they don't all react to it. And maybe that's just that little bit he thinks, do you know what? I need a little bit more calmness on the real big games. And and maybe that's what it is. I don't know that, but that's that's the impression I get. And Raya, Raya is, looks that really calm type person. Yeah. I get the feeling that Ramsdale will make more saves, but maybe there'll be just one or two little bit more mistakes in, in Ramsdale. But the, the idea that you can play one for 70 minutes and you might bring another one on for the last oh, 20 yeah. minutes, no. in which case, to me, if you, if you were thinking, genuinely thinking of going down that line, you pick two goalkeepers that are real opposites. You pick one that, that wants to come and dominate his box or one that plays out with his feet. You don't have two people that want to play out with yeah. their feet. I, I just don't get that. What do you make that no. comment, Lee? I've got to ask you on that. What do you yeah, make that, no, Jason? No, it's a terrific comment. I think, like, you know, um, there are times when Ramsdale... Maybe if I have a criticism, he tries to get involved in the game when it's not yeah. unnecessary to, like you know. And um, but in saying that, I don't think he's done anything wrong this season. If you look back at the game against Fulham, um, he saves a last minute 
chance which go was it Forest? I think it was Forest. We could have lost that game and, and Fulham as well. Yeah. And, and as you say, like you know, as, as good as we played at Tottenham last season, he had to play. He had he made two very very good saves at important times. Liverpool away last season, I remember like you know, if it wasn't for him, we lose that game. So listen, it's harsh, but so, so, you know, football is harsh business. You know what I mean? Like it's ruthless, and so you have to say it is. And you know, um, I'm a big Ram, Ramsdale fan because for one of those reasons that Jason says it, you know I mean? He gives it to the fans and all that, like, and we, we can get behind that a little bit, like, you know, um, but, it, you know, at the end of the day, Ray, Ray listen, he's come in, he's kept, he's kept two clean sheets, he's hardly had a shot to save it, there could be something in that, so, you yeah. know, um, you just have to go with it, like, you know, and, and, and back the manager. Lee, quickly, where will the game be one loss for you and give us a prediction? What do you make of it? I think our front four. I think our front four. I think the midfields will uh, be a real good battle in there. But I, I just think that um, Trossard, Jesus, and Saka, and and Martin Ulugard will just have too much um, for, for for your back four. That's that's my my feeling. Okay. Right Six Arsenal. <laughs> 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 I, I've got a feeling it's going to be of a three-two or two-one. I think I, I, I think it's going to be a close game. I, I do think that. Uh, I, I can't see the team walking away with it unless there's a stupid sending off or something like that, as Jason said earlier on. Like you know, yeah, uh, I, I think it'll be a, a, a tough game, uh, and I, I'm going to say it now. I, I think we'll be holding on at the end because of a little bit of jadeness and things like that. So, uh, um, but I just think we'll have enough, and, and, I, and, and that's because of home advantage as well. And the final one from me: if you if you don't win the title this season, is it a failure? No, it's not a failure. Um, if we don't challenge for it again, it's a failure. But if we, but but there's no guarantee, you know. Like, listen, I never thought we'd. Uh, do you remember we went to that show like last? So I did say that. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm the second, and everybody took the Mickey out of me. But I'd seen what I'd seen in America. Yeah. Um, I, I I I I still think that we're we're not at the level of City yet. Um, and but I think that um, if we don't challenge for it. I would be disappointed, like you know what I mean. And and, and listen, you know, people were mocking that. It was we had a it was a great ride last season, like you know what I mean. Like some of the results and going, you know, having games that meant something, like you know, for 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 a very long time. When like there were times last you know, over the last few years, you're out of the title race in the first well by October, and you think, oh, all right, we'll, we'll get on the 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 back the um. The, the top four bandwagon, like I'd rather be going for a title than than, than going for that less. So I'd be very very disappointed if we're not in in the mix come April May, like you know what I mean. But no, I don't think we've got any gods we're given right to say that. Like, I've heard Arsenal fans go, if Arsenal don't win the league, what's that? Out there? nonsense, nonsense Lee, in my, my I think, eyes. I think you know it, that depends on Manchester City. I think if Manchester City got eighty six points, then an Arsenal didn't win the title, you'd feel. Jesus, that's a real opportunity gone. If if Arsenal got ninety five points and finished second, I mean Liverpool got second, didn't they? Well, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, then you can. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Yeah, if, if 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 say for instance, Man City going to run and lose five games on the bounce or something, five like, or six games in the season. Then, yeah, and we don't take advantage of that. Then that's yeah. a, that's that's a great point. You know, like then Liverpool. You know, I think you're right. Liverpool will be punching in there as well. Yeah, I do think that they will be, like, you know. So, you know, but like, yeah, I think if it's it, depending on the suit, I think Jason makes a great point. I can't believe I'm agreeing with him, like, you know what I mean? But like, if you <laughs> if you actually uh, 
in the circumstances how it, how, how it goes, you know what I mean? Like, so, you know, like that, that's a great point. So, um, but I'll be disappointed if we're not challenging. I will okay. be disappointed. Lee, before we let all these Spurs know where we can find you, Chris, I've got to very mention very, very quickly. Um, and I should have mentioned it really to this point. Spurs have confirmed that Ivan Perisic has suffered a complex anterior cruciate ligament injury and ACL in that right knee, which means he will most likely miss the majority of the remainder of the season. We have heard some reports from Fabrizio Romano with a suggestion that he'll try and be back for March, April. But look, given the fact, number one, it's an ACL and the fact it's a complex anterior cruciate ligament injury, it does feel like it's probably that he's played his last game for Spurs, which is really, really sad given that contribution that he gave, of course, at the mm. weekend and that 2-1 win against Sheffield United. Just thoughts on that for you, Chris. How damaging will that be to not have that experience coming off the bench? Is exactly the kind of player you'd want maybe coming off the bench in a derby like this, right? I was really gutted, really, really gutted. And you could tell as well the other players felt exactly the same. They, you know, sending all the messages to him. Um, I think he was progressing really, really well under Ange as well. And he was that player on the bench that when we did make a change, he had a huge impact um, as well. Those corners that he did, stunning. And I'm going to miss those. Um, But if I'm completely honest, it's not the end of the world. Like... I think maybe we should bring like maybe a youngster in or something. Um, but he 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 was he was a game changer on the bench for sure. Yeah. Um, but I just yeah I was I was absolutely gutted for him because I honestly thought he was progressing. He I was, thought all hundred percent. Let's see, yeah. he's gonna come. You know, I thought this is the Perisic that we've all been. You know, because last season mm. he was a bit of a hit and miss. I thought, but I was really warming to him um, at the start of this season. But yeah, it's just such a shame and. It's it's not, but with games like on Sunday, I think he would have been great because, like yeah. you said, you know he's got so much experience. He he would have been perfect on the bench, but yeah, typical. It is typical. Jason, we bring you in. Look, you've heard Lee's perspective there in terms of the game. Chris's as well. Tell me your thoughts. I know similar. To, can I just say similarly? I know you don't like this fixture. You dread going into it. I think we all agree. We enjoy it depending on how the result works out. But I think we all say the build up and Lee's had a good point for him that. With them having a midweek game, they've not had to really focus on it too much. Whereas for us, we've had it from since Sunday. It has been the forefront of our mind being our next one. Given the fact we've had about a week to prepare and every day it's come closer and closer. We've obviously now lost Perisic in the build-up to it. How do you feel about it? What for you constitutes a decent result? What do you feel we can do there? Well, they've only had the, the three days build-up to it. But, you know, I remember when they had a four-month build-up because they failed to show up in a January for a game. <laughs> They, they waited until they had everybody fit and then still turned up and got beat 3 0. But, but no, I mean, seriously, I, I, I don't like it. I don't, I don't think any of us do. I used, I used to, when I lived in Thailand, it was worse because you'd wake up at eight o'clock in the morning and instead of it being a two o'clock in the afternoon kickoff, by the time difference, it's a 10 o'clock in the night difference. And you're thinking, God, I can't eat all day. I mean, it was just <laughs> awful with a, with a time difference like that. And a night game, you know, it's an eight o'clock in the evening kickoff is two o'clock the next morning there. I mean, that, that was the worst one. But my worry is, I just think, like I say, we've gone behind in three games. We should have gone behind to Man United. And I think if you go behind to them, it becomes much, much harder to get back because of the quality of, number one, the quality of defenders they got, and number two, the space you have to leave and the quality of the attack that they've got. Poro, for me, is a real worry because... He's Trent-ish. He's not as good as Trent, but he's Trent-ish in that it gives you a lot going one way, but there's a there's a hell of a lot can go wrong with just his positioning, his awareness, 
his physicality and things like that. He's, he's a, a mini Trent Alexander, isn't he? And I'm actually pleased it's not Martinelli he's up against because I did fear Martinelli would just have so much. But and I think Arsenal will look to exploit down that down the two sides. You know, both of those play, both of those fullbacks want to be the the the, the pet copy inverted fullbacks, if you like. That leaves a lot of space, and Arsenal have got so much quality out wide with with even Trossard's a quality player, but Saka's Saka's just a, a, a different level player. He really is a super player. Um, and that's one of the things that, that makes me laugh with this fixture, that you get the um, the tribalism that Lee can admit Kane is. Any Tottenham fan should be able to admit that Saka's a top-quality player and a really nice kid, just mm. a really nice kid. Yeah. And I, I see I see one of the channels this week trying to, who would you want, Madison or Odegaard? They're both brilliant players. Mm-hmm. Odegaard's a brilliant player. Madison, if if Arsenal didn't have Odegaard, they want Madison, and if we didn't have Madison, yeah. we'd want Odegaard. It's it's yeah. that simple. They're not. Yeah. It's not one's crap, but one's good. It's just they're both brilliant players, brilliant. and mm-hmm. both teams are happy with the one they've got. But they both would also quite happily take the other one if the other one wasn't available. Yeah. So, but I, I I do worry about us down the sides. Not so much your doggy side, but um, Pedro Porro side, and I think that will be. Where, where unfortunately the game will go against us, and I think they'll just have that little bit too much for us at that time. Exactly, those cutbacks to Odegaard, and that, that's the difference. When Burnley get behind you, they don't pull it back in the same way, and it and Josh Brownie or whoever runs onto it, they sky it over the bar. But you, you, when Saka pulls it back, you know it's going to be the right weight for Odegaard to it first time, and you know he'll find the corner. But yeah. hopefully, hopefully we can do that at the other end as well, Jace. Can we get a prediction? Do you want to give us a prediction? Can you I not? Think they, I think they win the game. I genuinely do. I fear okay. they win the game. And my head says that just it's come a little bit too early for us. Uh, I wish I wish kind of we were at home and in the first one this year rather than it being there. And I wish it was November and we had just that little bit more time. But um, you know, you play it. And, but I think it's a it's a big two weeks because like I said, I think Liverpool are in there and we have them straight afterwards. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of that, not the feel-good factor will disappear, but the, the the comments from people outside of Tottenham that it's looking good, if we go to the Emirates and lose and then get a bad result with Liverpool, it's, oh, well, it's the same old Spurs, Spursy, false dawn, blank, 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 and that becomes the narrative straight away, doesn't it? So we, I think we do need to get a result in these in at least one of these two games. Big result. Are you confident, Jason, that basically you've been honestly brave enough to say we're going to get, we could get beat? If we do get beat, are you confident you've seen enough so far that we can? Point, I mean, you know, there's times we've gone there. When when Poch was prime Poch, we had a better team than them. We still couldn't go there and win. Mm. <laughs> it's just simple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, you know, it's what one win in 29 years there. I mean, for God's sake, that's it's a, it's a shocking record. Mm. So, you know, and every year we say, oh, we can go there and do this, but we never do. We never do. So I, I want to see proof of it before I'll, I'll spout proof that we can do it. I want to see that we can do it and give me confidence that when we go there next year, I can say, do you know what? I think we can go there and win. But you have to see it first. Mm-hmm. You do. Listen, we shall see. It will be a fascinating game. Jace, I want to say massive thank you. Appreciate it, mate. Cheers, Rick. Nice to see you. Cheers, Christina. And you. <laughs> the last Woolies <laughs> Ferry's leaving in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just say, Have a nice life. 
Can I just say, there's been so much love tonight. I mean, and I've got to say, Lee, I know a couple around of you here. Um, when I said to you, when you came on a year ago, someone said, you've got to get Leon with Jason or Crackers. Um, I've got to say, Joe, when you talking, Jason, and we'll watch this back, nodding so much of what you've said. It is so similar. I'd say, put you in a Spurs shirt. There is no difference. And that's the thing, what many will say, between the two clubs, and you know, obviously with a Spurs family, we all have the same kind of feelings in relation to our clubs. Spurs and Arsenal fans, they are so similar. I said to you all those years ago, it was back in the days, you know, older generations would go and watch Spurs one week, Arsenal the other. The tribalism now leads at another level, right? It's just... Uh, it's, yeah. it's ingrained in it, so I understand where Jason's coming from. He knows exactly where I'm coming from. <laughs> right, well, you know I mean? The other thing that's changed, Rick, is that the games have become a little bit more meaningful. I mean, when they yeah. had the Invincible, when it was Henri and Vieira yeah, and that, that's, they, uh, that's Matthew Edrington. And, and, and Rule Fox and people like that. It wasn't a meaningful game, was it? I mean, you used to go there and think, we'll budget on a 3-0 defeat. It was, <laughs> it was, it was so one-sided. It was was pathetic. But, you know, over the last, what? Ten years? Now? Nine, ten years or something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I agree. So the you know, one's finished fourth, one's finished fifth, one's finished third, one's finished fourth. It's There's always been something on it that, that makes it a meaningful game. That's, yeah. that's what's and, and, changed and, as well. And no disrespect to Spurs when I when I say this, and I'm not I'm not disrespecting Spurs when I say this. There was times when, you know, like the cat the football fixtures come out. I, I was looking at Man United before Tottenham, like. Yeah, but but yeah, now, yeah. but now, when that fixture comes out, well, when we when when we got you lot, you know what I mean, like when and and, and that. So listen, it's a special game for 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 reasons. You know, I've been brought up like half my my family Spurs, half Arsenal. So it's you know it, when when when. It, it, it means that a little bit more to win for, mm. for that reason. But it's, it's brilliant, you know what I mean? Like, um, unlike Jason, I've got like friends that are Spurs fans and all that. Like, I live in a Spurs area, you know what I mean? Like, so it's, it's, um, it, what it's, happened? It, it, <laughs> listen, like, listen, me and my, my uh, the story was me and my granddad's a Spurs fan, he used to take us over to Spurs one week and then the following week I'd go with my dad to the Arsenal, like, and, uh, one day, my granddad said, "Like you know, um, well, come, we're up the Spurs when Martin Chivers was back there and playing and all that." Like, and uh, I said, "No, no, fact, no, granddad, I, I think I'll give it a miss. It's the best decision I ever made." Like, <laughs> Lee, can I just say, mate? I mean, Jason won't agree with this, but for all the Arsenal fans that are out there, you are the one that many, many, like I say, Spurs fans can listen to and bear. So, mate, I want to say a massive, massive thank you for coming on. Um, I'm sure we'll share the reverse fixture. And I'm sure Jason will be as jolly as this one for that one, mate. So thank you so much. Really no, no worries. It. You know, it'd be a pleasure. And I just hope that, you know, it all goes tits up for you. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you wouldn't want it any other way. You wouldn't want it any other way. Uh, can I just confirm that you are coming to the last one of Spurs Christmas party at Beavertown? Is that still on? Oh, yeah. No, yeah, I'd love to come in there, like, you know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> I have to you go there with little Spurs with a tin hat on, I tell you. I like, think you I'm might, though. Yeah, yeah. Quite frankly, a tin hat, honestly, Ooh. mate. Bit of pleasure. I think you're safer than Robbie and and (laughs) Ty. I tell you. Chris, thank you so much. Great show, right? What about Chop? We've we've done want to keep this pair apart, right? We've been good. We've been decent. I'm I'm just enjoying this conversation. I feel like I'm at the pub right now, just having a pint with you guys. But you're funny again with each of what they've said, you come away from it. Everyone's just so simple. We're all similar. We all want the same thing. We all want to see an exciting brand of football. We all want to see each other how we play. And I think the great thing about it is that the game itself, there is there is you know, rightful, decent banter there. And the fact, again, is I think we're going to learn a lot about both teams after these 90 minutes. Again, there's been that point again with Arteta. Has it been just a one season, you know, wonder in terms of some degree fighting for the title? I think we're going to to know a lot, Lee, aren't we, in terms of where the two sides are when we do go through these net set of fixtures? 
hundred percent. Like, of course, you know, um, one of my best. Like, another thing that I'm ingrained with you, bloody lot, is like one of my best mates. Son used to play for your team, like you know what I mean. So, obviously, like, uh, got that. Um, you know what I mean as well. So, and he's now the bloody coach there. So, I, just, I can't wait for him to leave your fucking club. You know what I mean. But, um, <laughs> It's one of those things. So, uh, yeah, we all want the same things, you know what I mean? Like, and and uh, um, what we want is, our, I want Arsenal win the league, you get relegated. You want it the other way around, like, you know do you, I mean? do you, but Alan, do you really want us relegated? Would you not Fucking right, I do. I, of course I do, because I can't stand these two games, I'll be honest. Who are you, you going to hate, mean? though, for the rest of the, the Premier League? Oh, we got relegated. Chelsea, Man United, like, you know, I hate Chelsea just as much as I do Spurs, but, but because Spurs... It's, it's, it's ingrained in you. You've got to hate Spurs, you know what I mean? Like, you haven't really got a real divine right to hate other teams, but you yeah. have with with that. But there's also, I'll be really honest, there is a respect with Spurs. I've always felt that they're a big club, you know what I mean? And, um, you know, passionate supporters. And, um, yeah, so, like, there's a, there's, a, there's a respect there, but, like, you know, that's about it, like, you know, so, but... You know, I, 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 you know, I, I do wish you lose every game. That's that's I ain't lying when I say that. No. But we still have no I respect for a club that pays for promotion. So we'll never have respect for a club that pays for promotion. I, I, I also have a club that's won. I mean, look at Luton Town. Little Luton Town have earned the right to be in the Premier League with Bournemouth and and Wigan Athletic and teams like that, and yet. You know, this classy club from South London has to pay to get up. Do you know what makes that, uh, Jason, what makes that really worse is that every club voted for it as well. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> so every club in this well, country. You already know everyone hates us. <laughs> hey, Leicester City have this mock rivalry with us. For oh, no, it's, it's all of a sudden. still on about it. I don't know what you do, you know what I mean? It must be, it must be the fans. It's got to be someone. I love being hated, really hates I love being hated you know? by everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, it will be a fascinating derby. I want to say again a massive thank you. Jace, thank you. Chris, thank Cheers, you so bro. much. Lee, thank, thank you so you. much, mate. We'll pick Cheers, up with you, Lee, you, with the reverse fixture. God knows when we might be at that time. God knows when we can be. Oh, one, one thing, Rick, quickly. Oh. After the derby, the golf's on. So I'm cut. Get, get into the so I'm cut, boy. Get into the so oh, I'm cut. The following week's the Ryder Cup, so there's oh. definitely golf on. There you go. You heard it all there. Jason McGovern leading us out. That's like from Jason from Chris from the wonderful League Judges. Guys, we've been the last one on Spurs. We're going to be in for a big, big frantic derby. Keep safe. Keep well. Enjoy the game. Let's hope we've got the right result. We're back with you on Sunday for instant reaction. As always, please keep safe. Keep well. And as always, come on you Spurs. Sports Social Podcast Network.